Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to this episode 279er of the Material Podcast. I am Andy Anatko. And I'm Florence Ion. Hi, Andy. Uh, hello. It's getting it's it's getting dark. It's uh, it's just a couple days before we're recording, like two days before Halloween, three days before daylight savings time. Either <sighs> Not just or Halloween. Ends. A full moon. Ah. Also, yes, a full moon, time change, <laughs> and Halloween all in the same night. Uh, whoever believes peripherally in the occult uh, or in, in the stars... Uh, even if you just kind of observe it from afar, I'm telling you, this is not the weekend to be chaotic because mm. it's not going to go the way you want it. Everybody stick to the plan. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you know what? I was I was uh, taking out uh, the recycling for, or like the, the kitchen trash uh, just like two nights ago, and like the you know the, you, you overstuff it because you don't empty the empty the, the barrel like uh, frequently enough, and it just splits open, and this whole like uh, little like, cool container full of goat's blood that I had uh, saved up spills all over the floor, lands in the shape of a pentagram. But you know what? I'm going to clean that stuff up for sure before Halloween because you should, that because seems like will... not the sort of thing you want to have right in front of your decorative candle display. Uh, Facing okay, east okay. by northeast towards an open graveyard on a night like this coming Halloween. Hold on. I do have bleeding candles. I bought them last year. I bought them in like December because they were on this like super, super clearance situation. And I was like, these would be fun for Halloween next year. So I stored them. I took them out this year. I have this like really cool um, like ant- antler uh candle holder situation that I bought in Palm Springs. It's like something that I truly cherish and am proud of being able to afford. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded really but anyway. Uh it has flaunting candles your privilege in it. being able to afford antler candle holders. Yes, I flew everyone to my private island where I showed them my <laughs> antler candle holders. It's just, you know, when you were a kid and you'd like walk yeah. into the stores oh, no, no, with your no. parents and you'd be like, $170, I'll never be able to own that. And then like one day you can walk in and be like, you know what? I think I'm going to buy that. Like I can. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's absolute privilege. But beyond that, let's go back to the bleeding candles. So, yes, these candles are supposed to like uh, as the wax falls down the black candle. It's this like bright red. So it's supposed to look I don't know. But um, I have to kind of I'm still finishing decorating this week. <laughs> so. I'm excited to make those candles bleed. Well, that, that's good. I mean, I've got, I am so I'm, all, all I'm all I'm saying is that I will. I, I have to go. I have to go to Walgreens and pick up one of those Swiffers uh, for for the pentagram because mm-hmm. normally mm-hmm. I just like I sort of like dry mop, but that that's just going to like just smear it around and there might be a face in it. Like and it might not be you know one of the holy faces. So but, so definitely, mm-hmm. I, I've been actually looking forward to getting one of those Swiffers too. They look kind of fun. Um, I have. The Swiffer Wet Jet, I have it. Mm. It's okay. It's It could be, you know, it's okay. But the real thing is that, Andy, I found out before this podcast what your Zodiac is. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm going to. You did not consent to me saying it on air, quote unquote. So I'm not going to. <laughs> but I just have to say it's very characteristic of what we were just talking about, the whole pentagram goat's blood thing. Um, <laughs> I I do going seriously here i do kind of hope that next year i can have a little more gusto about halloween it's been very difficult to pull out the excitement that i usually (laughs) have 
I would love to decorate the house. I love to like get into it, like paint my nails, you know, make little crafts, whatever. Because for me, it's just something fun. Um, And it keeps me in that like imaginative kid zone that I feel is very good for our brains as adults. Of course. But but this year I'm having a really hard time mustering, mustering up anything beyond just I kind of put the decorations out. I put some lights out front and. Yeah. Oh, and there is, I, I will say that I've been eating, I'm like on my seventh bag of Halloween candy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of a lot of that. So. Yeah. That's 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 one of the few things I miss about my uh, my, my current neighborhood that there, it's like I said it's it's like downtown so there there are no trick or treaters which is which means that there is no excuse for They don't even for, do like, like a They don't even do like a kids walk around cuz they do that here in our little small town downtown. They do like a yeah. big thing where every business like tries to out you know, pace one another in the kind of yeah. loot that they give out. And well, I think and they, that they, 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 they do that here. They do it very well. Um, but uh, it's not like, oh, by, by the way, children, go into, <laughs> open this door here, uh, go up this flight of stairs, <laughs> look for this door. Right. And but I but I will say that uh, there there are some very, very welcome twists to <laughs> there's there's uh, I wouldn't call it an alleyway, but there's a again, this is. 300 year old village so the the and this was like village the, no d- d- definitely i mean again the no i my, know i just my, not my house, a word you usually associate my house, associate was, my house 100 years ago was the post office on the ground floor the high school on the on the on the middle two floors including the floor i live on that I mean, we're talking small so what, what i'm getting at is that there's it's it's weird it's really hard to describe like the way things are laid out it is the sort of neighborhood where it's like okay storefront storefront and then what looks like a driveway but isn't and then it leads to what looks like a door to uh, the back of uh, like a residential place but it isn't it's actually anyway and so one of these like cool little like nooky sort of places and i'm not saying a place where people nookie i'm saying it's like a nook uh the so the the owners of the prop the, the owners of the business use that space usually create some sort of like a diorama sort of walk-in experience for the kids and this year they've i'm, I'm glad I, i'm glad i didn't mess with the mannequins when they first appeared i was tempted to uh, i'm uh, the i am doing i am doing this sort of like scarlet pimpernel thing where if someone puts up a scarecrow or any sort of like a figure like that, the Scarlet Pimpernel, under cloak of darkness, masked no less, will go out at two a.m. and by the next morning, they will the owner of that mannequin or scarecrow or skeleton will find that there is an N ninety four there there is like a, a, a paper surgical mask over it. It's a reign of terror. I like imposing my will, you know, having my little positive effect on the neighborhood. But so, and so these three like female mannequins p- p- popped up, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> another looks like the Pimpernel shall be afoot tonight. <laughs> but I didn't. And then the next day, they completed the display. Very, very, very beautiful. It was like three. They were dressed as three suffragettes with a big votes for women banner. And they're all like wearing. I actually wanted to like make them the 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 what was it purple, white, and green. I think was like the color of like suffragette ribbons, suffragette, suffragette banners. I wanted to make, but I didn't have anything that was red. <laughs> I didn't have any of those three colors. Uh, but yeah, all, all I all I have are like as I mentioned, I I have the pixel art post it pumpkins yes. 
Right, um, I was just thinking about it's those. Been load- it's been loading in. I-, I started off with two. Now I have four. And hopefully by Halloween, when there probably will be people walking around, I will have all the windows done just in time for me to have to take everything down again. But still, at least I tried. I'm, I'm, it's I'm with fine. you. you it's hard to... You can leave it a couple days. You can leave it a couple days after Halloween. It's okay. Um, my Thanksgiving decor is not going to come in until probably like two weeks from now. So it's just... <laughs> it is what it is. I... I really like your idea of going around masking the scarecrows. Um, it's actually, I think, a TikTok meme to mask your Halloween decorations. Mm. Saw a couple of them. I don't know. The kids are into it. So if the kids are doing it. Well, I see. I, I, I stress that I'm, I am not doing it for the gram or the talk. I am simply I, I have not captured any of this for social media. I just want this. I I actually I I haven't. The only thing I have been doing I have been doing the sneaky thing where uh, the uh, new neighbors, the proprietors of the hip hop dance studio, mm-hmm, like they mm-hmm. one of them was like outside, like sweeping or tending t- to something. I said, "Oh, hey, I have to have, have, ch- have a chance to welcome your neighborhood." Wow, we like your studio. We're crazy, great energy. And then, of course, I had to be cheeky and say, "Wow, that's really, really funny. You put surgical masks like on your on your on, on those two scarecrows in your front steps." Like, I, I, we didn't do that. I don't know. We put the scarecrows up, but they just appeared that way this morning. And then I, I didn't, I didn't go to the next step, which I really dearly wanted to do which is if if this were like a scarlet pimpernel type story i would be like the 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 uh, the, I, the i would be the, the pimpernel by night but by day i would be known about the town as the foppish wastrel lord anatko and i would have to like you know clasp my my handkerchief to my face oh don't tell me that the pimpernel has been a foot in this neighborhood and the constable will say oh don't worry foppish aristocratic lord 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 anatko we, uh, i'm sure i'm sure that you could run far far faster away before we can catch the likes of that scoundrel well, you, oh, you'd better. Oh, I feel I've got a nosebleed coming about. I must go back to my salon. <laughs> I don't know if how that would have gone over well, particularly to the proprietress <laughs> of a hip hop dance studio. But I would have done that. It would have been. It would have been worth it. It would have been worth it. I. <clears throat> I like to mess with people sometimes. Something well, like again, so long as it's so because long I don't want like especially. Yeah. I don't mind so much doing it with like neighbors or people who live like around this area that I you know see on the street. Because I don't actually want you to get to know me. I want you to, you know, we're never going to be close just because we live on the same street or live next door to each other. I mean, in some instances that works out, but I live deep in the suburbs. So, right. you know, um, I I do like to mess around with people sometimes. And, and I feel like I would have done that. Um, maybe Maybe if you see them again. I don't know. Maybe try it on somebody else. Just glad to know somebody's masking up those Halloween decorations. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, I, mean, I really it's it's all that I, I I think one of the reasons why I made sure that I, I moved on this put pumpkins in every single window idea is because the closer we get to election day, the the more <laughs> I get to just filling every single like window with like a forty six. And just and just let people like what 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 do you suppose forty six could mean? It's like I, I just don't I, I can't. Is it, ooh, or honey, you could leave ooh. the pumpkins up to help cheer people up because Lord knows what's going to happen next week. Like I yeah. said, don't go looking for any chaos this weekend, and actually just maybe 
I don't know. I'm, I'm very let's let's just say that I'm very very glad that there's a liquor store within walking distance that I have a you very good relationship with. Now you should stock up literally tonight. Yeah, that was the other thing I was thinking about. What am I going to drink this week? Yeah, <laughs> it's coming, folks. I I okay. Yeah, Let, let's talk about something googly, please, because okay. I I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> Because already before we started recording, I started to go on a rabbit hole with Andy about all the stuff that I've been sleuthing in like the pop culture world. And I need I need to just focus <laughs> back on something that gives me balance. So Okay, well we could we can talk about something googly and something that has to do with me, which yes. are one of those is definitely one of my favorite subjects. Uh, so uh, Google, we're talking right. about the the new uh, the new uh, Chromecast, uh, the dongle plus remote that came out a few weeks ago that I got. <clears throat> and I'm saying it's that the Chromecast with Google TV, thank you very much. I I don't want to dignify that with a full name. It's 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 like when it's like when Apple decided to change the name of Mac OS to like lowercase M Mac OS and I'm like uh-huh. I refuse to I refuse to go along with this. If if you you can call this whatever you want, I am not going to retrain my finger for this stupid marketing conceit just because uh, iOS is a lowercase i doesn't mean that macOS has to be a lowercase m, but I digress. Covering so, Apple back in the magazine days was quite a pain in the derriere because of their copy editing, just so everybody knows. But continue, Andy, yes. something googly. So uh, so the one real complaint I had, I, I still like it. I still like this thing a lot. It's working really great for me. Uh, the only thing that I... Well, I was kind of irked by was that the remote has a dedicated button for YouTube. Okay, go figure. It's a it's a Google remote. It will have a YouTube button. If you long press on the YouTube button, you can cho- you can choose between whether that's the hot hot key for the YouTube app or the YouTube app TV app. Again, that's fine. Uh, but it also has a dedicated labeled app for Netflix, and you you hold down the you hold down your thumb on that and all that happens is that you launch Netflix but it waits for you to raise up your thumb first um i and i thought that geez you really should be able to remap that because i don't really use i i would love to remap that to plex because i use plex like 10 times more often than i than i use the netflix app and it turns out that there is a existing app on the google play store uh called uh, called the home button uh, that uh, sorry button mapper uh, and it's a very very handy it r- button runs on... mapper colon remap your keys. You got to put that SEO in there, Andy. <laughs> That's how you can because it's very hard now to find stuff in the Play Store. We will put a link by the way in the show notes. True. Don't worry. By Flar two under mm-hmm. personalization, mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a it's a really cool app. It just lets you whatever uh, whatever Android device you have that has physical buttons and keys allows you to simply remap any of those keys to do whatever you want them to do. And so this the Android this is an Android TV device. So all you have to do, all I had to do was remap the Netflix key to uh, to one of the pre-built functions that's built in. One of them is simply you know, launch an app. Uh, there's a whole bunch of them. Uh, some of them are uh, uh, turn turn something on and off, uh, take a screenshot uh, on an Android on Android phones. I suppose you can go to split screen. Uh, uh, all, all these uh, do turn on do, uh, toggle uh, the mute toggle do not disturb all kinds of stuff but launching a specific app is really all i wanted to, to do and boom worked great uh, it works exactly what i wanted to i'm also thinking about uh, oh you can by the way you can also map them to for double taps 
So mm-hmm. I could like hide Netflix under a double tap there as well. Um, what I really want to use that for is to it's, it's not solve a problem, but make a making make the Google Assistant button on this remote work better for me. I do find myself using uh, using the Google Assistant a lot because this is in my mm. bedroom, and when I'm in my bedroom is the time when I suddenly decide that okay, who am I kidding? I'm not getting out of this. It's 1 a.m. Uh, I could go back to work, but I'm not gonna. I may as well just turn off all the lights and and go to bed. So uh, so I'm using the Assistant button for like turn off all the lights, all that sort of stuff. That's cool. The only problem is that because it is in my bedroom, that remote is probably going to be in my bed, and the number of times where I've just like shifted over and rolled over or something and then suddenly my 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 playback goes dim and i'm steering the google assistant i was i'm thinking about remapping the google assistant button to a double tap so that it will still work but i can't unless i you know double elbow it in which case that's really my bad uh but it's a really it's a really cool simple app uh works on a lot of stuff i think it was to make it do the magic stuff it's like an in-app purchase of five bucks for the premium upgrade upgrade. Definitely worth it. Um, it's you're just happy when you have a problem, you find an app that just solves that problem in exactly the way that you hoped that it could be solved. I think that's a really important note of the Google TV and the Chromecast with Google TV because uh, <laughs> the it, Saints it, are crying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, it, it it is Android at the core of it all. So if you could put an app on there and like do something that you need to do, I think that uh, folks should play around with it. That's, I think that's why you have to say Chromecast with Google TV because a regular Chromecast <laughs> doesn't let you do that. It's literally just a casting device. I do yeah, agree true. that there sh- maybe should have been something a little more like roll off the tongue, not something that requires so much breathing, but it is what it is. At the very least, you can find these sorts of at-home remedies. I was taking notes, by the way, because because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a really good point, Andy. Oh, I should like... <laughs> write those notes down like what you did with it that's makes sense i would like the idea of you remapping the google assistant button to be double double pressed even obviously running into that with mona because now she likes to sit on the couch with us while we're watching tv Mm. so she's like wiggling and squirming around which is fine but i'll have like the remote will get lost and like get you know burrito up in the covers and then she'll just be (laughs) rolling on it or it'll be in her mouth (laughs) <laughs> so maybe it'd be nice to have a bit of a a fail safe or something. Uh, we've I've lost a couple of moments in the last week because of it. Alcohol blackouts or no? Because of the remote, oh, oh, the whole sorry. Like I'll be into a scene and then all of a sudden, Bona has uh, the remote in her mouth and yeah, like, <laughs> dude, chew on this. But anyway, <laughs> so now she's exploring. She's exploring the world right now through her mouth. Freud wrote all about it. Well, it it does it does present some opportunities because, like, uh, even even when I was a kid, and I'm I'm way older than you are, like the Flintstones was like twenty thirty years old, and like I only knew of it like deep in syndication, and yet like chewable children's chewable vitamins were in the shape of these uh, even further abstracted cartoon characters that I really so didn't have gross. much of a relationship with. So they were disgusting. Yeah, they were. They were. Um, not 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 like the fruity flavor of a St. Joseph's uh, chewable aspirin, but uh, so what if they were? What if you were to have like a chewable aspirin and like gummy vitamins, the shape of like you know like uh, like uh, Chromecast Google TV remotes, 
and you know now uh, i was i was gonna i was gonna say like the end of a usb cable that sort of stuff the thing that kids are already chewing on and they already know and love and appreciate andy is just calling out all these things i've get i've also given her a an old one plus with a pop socket on it she was so thrilled when i when my husband just like came downstairs yesterday with it and i'm like is that your phone what are you doing he's like no it's my old phone he gave it to her she was so happy and i felt like <laughs> this is what this is why they get on this is why they side eye you on the screen time yep look see. how happy she is right now and then this morning she was just like oh yeah my 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 smartphone give me give me give me she doesn't do anything with it she just like puts it in her mouth and chews on the case <laughs> you see but still you got to onboard them early you got to onboard them get get that brand loyalty thing going well also like what is is I forget is is that model like IP68 resistant? No, it's not. My husband asked the exact same there question and I was like, no, that one wasn't. Um I do have to say though, just like before before we go into our first break, um I am a person who has been around electronics technology since I was a young kid. I mean, I've always had this stuff in my life and I think I'm probably going to do the same thing with Mona and just sure be very vigilant about what she's doing with it, you know, how much we're leaning on it for, you know, her distraction, that sort of thing. I think those are all things you have to take into consideration. I do not believe in a screen-free household because that's just not what the right. world is. Exactly. You know, and you got to offset that with camping and, you know, Going places where there's no cell service. <laughs> like that really helps. Just like Roughing physically it. remove yourself from all the distractions. Roughing it with LTE instead of 5G. God, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> They're trying to sell you 5G. Ugh, okay. We're not, uh, shall we shall we take a yes. break? You wait, and let's regroup. take a break. I think we shall. When thinking about the biggest time waster at work, I don't even have to think about it. The answer is email. In fact, a recent study found that almost 50% of the time that managers spend tending to their inboxes is spent on emails that should have never been sent to them or that didn't need an answer. But what if you could just press a magic button and never see those time-wasting emails again? That's exactly what SaneBox does. With just a few, few clicks, SaneBox automatically gets your email under control and filters out all the messages that don't need your focus. You don't even have to switch email apps because it works in whichever email client you already use. It also has some nifty features like the Sane Black Hole where you can vanquish senders you never want to hear from again and Sane Reminders for sending email reminders to your future self. I personally don't like being in my inbox all day long looking for the most important things to reply to, so I appreciate that SaneBox ensures that my editor's emails come through first, especially because I am actually addressed in those emails and not just CC'd and BCC'd just because I needed to be on that thread. Sometimes an email just doesn't need to be read, and SaneBox ensures that you never read it because you really didn't have to. See how SaneBox can magically remove distractions from your inbox with a free two-week trial. Visit SaneBox.com slash material today to start your free trial and get a $25 credit. That's S-A-N-E-B-O-X dot com slash material. Our thanks to SaneBox for their support of this show and Relay FM. 5 1000 6 1000 <laughs> Seven one thousand. Oh, hi! Welcome back. Sorry, I was just uh, breathing. 
breathing us back into the podcast because no, no, I, I keep forgetting. Are we supposed to like breathe in blue, breathe out red, or do we breathe in red and breathe out blue? Or can do- you believe nobody corrected any of us on that? <laughs> we were just led to believe that the heart pumps blue and red blood. <laughs> Well, no, no, I didn't. I, well, I didn't. I didn't think I wasn't talking about blood. I was talking oh. about. I, I've I've heard like say okay. I, I've heard like uh, uh, I have dim memories of some sort of like a guided meditation sort of right, relaxation. Right. Like okay, we're yes. breathing in blue, wow. in blue, 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 wow, wow, wow. and release out. Re- release red, 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 red. Or it could be. See, I also have the same difficulty with. Uh, every time there's a meme about oh, or, or anytime there's like a someone uses a pop culture like reference to to the Matrix, like yeah, you know, if you really if you want to take the red pill, you can do this. And I have to say, uh, question at the back: uh, which is the red pill and which is the blue? I know that one means accept the accept the, the live in the fantasy or break free and do something difficult, but I I don't know which one. See, because the second two really really sucked. And so it kind of dislodged most of the good memories I had from the first mem- first movie. And, I mean, I had a lot on my mind. You know, I was writing a book at the time. Anyway, that's, anyway uh, so let's let's talk about congressional whining, shall we? Uh, let's, we're going to – the great thing about doing this podcast and not writing for the New York Times is that we don't have to be quite so cautious with our headlines. Uh, whereas the New York Times will, will, is, uh, had their story about uh, yesterday's – or excuse me, Tuesday's big – uh, latest big, hey, let's haul the CEOs of Google and Twitter and Facebook in front of a, in a subcommittee to explain themselves. Uh, they, they have to, like, they have to t- title their period at hearing Republicans accuse Zuckerberg and Dorsey of censorship. Whereas we are free to simply say, well, there's a congressional whining, whining session that was orchestrated by Republicans to happen uh, just days before the election so that yes. we can get part of the news yes. cycle and energize their base. Um, but of course, course it was a couple dozen senators uh from both uh, from both sides of the aisle as we will come to uh, to hear there was some idiocy on both sides uh but let's not forget that this is uh what this how this all came about uh, as you will recall the new york, the new york post uh, uh, last week or so published a super sketchy news story alleging that rudy giuliani was in possession of mounds and mounds of super Oh, my God. Incriminating emails and other personal information liberated from Hunter Biden's laptop. And uh, any legitimate news source should have treated this story like plutonium. And most of them actually did. Uh, The trail that put this alleged info allegedly in Giuliani's hands was laughably improbable, like uh, like a mousetrap game almost. And it was being, of course, offered by Trump's personal attorney just a couple of weeks before the election at which uh, his Giuliani's client was is not doing all that great in the polls. Um, And with the exception of the post, all these newspapers, of course, did treat it like plutonium. Uh, In fact, it looks like Republican operatives (laughs) offered the story to the wall street journal first and they passed hmm. very hard uh but post said hmm. hey sure no absolutely let's take it so both twitter and facebook both decided that the quote story unquote uh fell afoul of several of the platform's safeguards against abusing its platform in many ways uh the i mean the uh, post is a tabloid as it is i feel like it's known in in the ether as a tabloid True, but the the fact of the matter is even even the National Enquirer uh, got the uh, the Clinton's malfeasance. Uh, Bill Clinton's. Mal- uh, I don't even want to say what he did because right, right, right. 
uh, got that right. But the, 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 again, it was just such a super sketchy story on the face of it that almost anybody oh, would have said. So f- Facebook decided that it f- sort of fell within the purview of their uh, political thing might be being used to manipulate p- uh, public opinion using false, provably false facts. This is eligible for our fact checking team to take a look at it. Twitter actively blocked links to the story, uh, uh, not for uh, because it might be misinformation, but they eventually cited that it has established rules against allowing content or links to content that either doxes people. uh, And for that, they were saying they were citing that uh, there's screenshots in the article that contained uh, email addresses. So that could be disclosing uh, personal information about someone without their permission. And Twitter doesn't want to be part of that uh, and also content that might have been surfaced as the result of a hack uh, which if it's against a, a person as opposed to an institution twitter says what well, runs afoul of their uh, of their uh, policies uh well the gop of course saw all this as a grand opportunity for yet another night of outrage theater uh, of course you know that their big <laughs> Uh, their big sawhorse right now is that oh well we're being conservative points of view are being censored and Mr. Trump's tweets are being censored and stopped whereas the liberal points of view are let to go unread un- blah 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 uh, so they hauled uh, Jeff Zuckerberg of Facebook Jack Dorsey of Twitter and Sundar Pichai in for a Senate hearing Jeff Zuckerberg <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Leave it. It's fine. I think that's great. Who cares? Donnie Zuckerberg. <laughs> uh, anyway. I derailed uh, you. Keep going. So anyway, so they're hauling him to the Senate uh, virtually, of course, uh, for his hearing about content uh, moderation procedures. So bad enough that this was clearly a, an opportunity to grandstand just before the election. Mm-hmm. But it was also pretty obvious, even before things kicked off, that this was uh, also, another chance to stoke the fires under their determination to revise uh, Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act so that if uh, re- this is, as you probably know by now, is one of the sort of like f- most important uh, free speech uh, laws as a, that uh, affects the Internet in, in that it uh, frees uh, Facebook and Twitter and any other uh, publish any other uh, uh, publisher, excuse me, distributor of user-generated content from being directly liable uh, for uh, that con- the content that its users create. So, for instance, if I say something that's libelous on Twitter, right. uh, I can be sued for it, but Twitter can't be sued for it because of Section 230. So long, if, if I say something that's illegal uh, they, and they're informed of it, then they're responsible for taking it down. They, they, there's, there's some, there are a lot of good faith provisions for, uh, that are, uh, that are uh, uh, based inside this. The other, the, the other problem here is that uh, they want to uh, lawmakers, specifically conservative lawmakers, would like to kneecap or revise the communication, the, uh, the section two hundred thirty, so that they have to prove that uh, that here's exactly why here's here are exactly what our policies are. There has to be an outside arbiter that is uh, that is that can uh, say yay or nay to whether this is okay or not. Basically, they want to have the freedom to say whatever they want and not have to. 
follow any guidelines maintained by Twitter or Facebook. Uh, it's just by the it, way, it, I am going to post a link. I found a helpful little link at the EFF just about this um, about the Communications Decency Act, specifically Section Two Thirty. So, if anybody would like to do further reading after listening <laughs> to this podcast, you can start there. It's one to know. Bling. Uh, so uh, obviously, most of the fee- most of the focus here was on Twitter and Facebook, which is where most of the anger was because of uh, recent incidents. Uh, however, Sundar Pichai had to come in virtually as well. Um, now, a positive thing about this is that there were two dozen senators there, and so it wasn't just the two or three people at the top of the crazy ladder uh, who were in tight re-election campaigns and desperate for some right. good video. Um, there was a lot of acknowledgement, both from Republicans and Democrats, about the importance of preserving uh, Section 230 uh, for the protection of free speech on the uh, on the Internet. Uh, Sundar Pichai, in his opening comments, touched on Section 230 uh, and has urged great caution before tampering with it. Um, senator Cory Gardner, Republican senator from Colorado, said something that uh, I think is, uh, I think very well summarizes a rational concern about the power of really, really huge companies that control, excuse me, have the ability to uh, abuse their power and control speech. Uh, He said, uh, I don't like the idea of unelected elites in San Francisco or Silicon Valley deciding whether my speech is permissible on their platform, but I like even less the idea of unelected Washington, D.C. bureaucrats trying to enforce some kind of politically neutral content moderation. Very, very sensible. Uh, But fortunately, uh, Ted Cruz was fighting for the top of the crazy ladder. God love him. Uh, uh, Directing this at at, uh, the CEO of Twitter. Mr. Dorsey, who the hell elected you and put you in charge of what the media are allowed to report and what the American people are allowed to hear? I read that to my husband, but in a very different accent. Uh, It was very... (laughs) Like when you, I was when I was going over the notes this morning, and I was just, I just started my coffee, and it just really, <laughs> I didn't need the rest of that coffee after reading that because I was just fired up. That was, yeah. Like look, look, Dorsey has not been a a, he's not been a a positive character or a positive force in what we're supposed to, how we're supposed to do this content uh, moderation. But I definitely, just this whole like exchange. Uh, this is the way that Silicon Valley is seen inside those giant buildings where laws and decisions are made. And that uh, is uh, troubling. That's it's possible. And again, I say that uh, my, my consistent uh, my consistent re- uh, opinion has been uh, Google, Twitter, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, at a certain when you become a trillion dollar company uh, and you have this much power and influence over society, it is not out of line to have for government at the state or federal level to say, guess what? You're going to have to prove to us that you are not. Uh, acting against the best interests of the public here, because you do have, if you, uh, if, uh, I'm sure the Republicans would not use the specific argument, but what if Twitter decided to become like Fox News and decided that everything that says being used on the platform is for one political point of view to the denigration of all others? That would be a very, very bad thing. I don't think that that's necessarily happening. I think that uh, of the, of these, of these four Facebook and Amazon are the two that concern me the most. Uh, Facebook, largely because 
from the, the it really is there are a lot of people in the trenches who are very very dedicated to their job take their responsibilities very very seriously mark zuckerberg however is like one of those self uh self-described demigod like tech <laughs> uh tech geniuses who has spent very very little time in the real world not being a hugely powerful tech gazillionaire and as a result yeah. believes that whatever he thinks is right for facebook is not only right for facebook but right for the entire world and i don't i think that he needs to <laughs> he consistently needs to be held in check just my opinion amazon hate what they're doing for labor uh, against labor uh, i hate that they're not improving the communities that they are uh, they're operating in uh, that they're really I, I, mostly it's mostly it's about their labor situation they can afford to be a shining example of how to treat the people who are working on the front lines to keep your operation uh, successful, happy, healthy, uh, and and profitable when they are actually absolutely the absolutely the uh, the, the, the negative of that. Um, but that's but we're getting we're getting apart from from Google. Apologies. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> See, we 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 talked about this on Twitter the other day. We what you get with with uh, Flo and Andy's Google podcast is what Flo and Andy have on their minds on this week. Most of it is going to be about Google, but there are things that are within the orbit of Google that we will slide into. And uh, when we when I when I say I, I'm not speaking for Flo here, I'm speaking only for myself. When I say that if this is infuriating or frustrating or not what you're looking for and you decide that you need to quit listening to the podcast, I'm not taunting any person like that by saying, well, go then you should probably quit. I'm saying that that's an absolutely fair thing to do. If you're not enjoying something, you shouldn't continue to listen to it. Uh, but we're, we're doing the show that we want to do. Uh, and that's <laughs> that's given given the that's amount of work we have, we have to put into this. We are happy to do the show that we want to do. Um now uh, the what we have it does uh, circle back into into Google Land. Uh, like I said, most of the focus was not on Sundar Pichai. Uh, Sundar Pichai. Sundar Pichai, a name that you've heard us pronounce correctly many many times, including this Four this podcast. Years. Four yes. years. And I I will confess that uh, I did not know many Sundars in my in my childhood. Uh, when uh, when uh, this uh, very very talented uh, and valuable man uh, entered my professional transom, I did have to research to find him find interviews with him in which he would pronounce his name correctly because I certainly did not want to mispronounce his name. If only uh, the members of the Senate who were at that hearing and directing questions at uh, Sundar Pikai. Uh, could have taken the same amount of care and shown the same amount of respect. Because, yes, as BuzzFeed News uh, so valuably uh, pointed out, uh, there are many of these senators, both Republican and Democrat, consistently referred to him as Sundar Pick-Eye. Um, this is now this is hot on the heels, of course, of Senator David Perdue, uh, Republican from Georgia, we can say out and out insulting Senator Kamala uh, Kamala Harris. Yeah, almost mispronounced it. I corrected myself uh, during an election event by saying oh, Kamala 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 Mala. I don't know. Whatever. That is a direct quote, uh, and that can only be that that can only be uh, defined as intentionally and gravely disrespectful and almost certainly racist. Uh, that is racist. not uh, again. I I, I was mis- I was mispronouncing her name consistently as Kamala, 
uh, because again, I did not grow up with a lot of Kamalas or Kamalas in my uh, in my childhood. The first one with that first name that I encountered was the fictional character Kamala Khan, uh, the Marvel character comics character uh, co-created. Uh, by a by a friend of mine, actually. So I heard her pronounce that character's name as Kamala, and so I always assumed that her name was Kamala Harris. Right, and, and I just I was, know Kamala Harris from watching her as district attorney in San Francisco. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> but see, uh, you're, you're not a dope for mispronouncing the name. You're a dope for mispronouncing the name more than twice, shall we say. You're certainly a dope for mispronouncing uh, a rude. name... You're, well, you're, 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 you're certainly dope for mispronouncing it when this person has been in, in front of your in front of your Senate body uh, several times by now, and is also one of the most important executives uh, and contributors to the American economy that uh, that actually exists. It is up to you, or at least up to your assistants, to poke you in the ribs at some point and say it's not pick eye, it's Sundar Pichai. It is actively again actively disrespectful at best. And I'm willing to, in a maybe inappropriate extension of kindness and open-mindedness, offer the possibility that these people are simply dopes. However, under the circumstances, given that he is the only non-white CEO being grilled by the committee on that day, Mm -hmm. it is up to these senators to prove to us that they are not being just simply stupidly uh, di- diminishing this man and being racist. Can this I just get on my hi- my little soapbox real quick here and just say, like, imagine being Sundar Pichai and having to like sit through this and realizing that no matter what you do, no matter how much of the system you play in line with, you do all the right things, you get up to this very high position at, you know, one of the fang companies, one of the prominent companies that's like running the world, and people are still hella racist about your name because it's Mm. different than theirs. And it's just, I just want people to see that example, like for what it is, that this is just kind of like the way that unfortunately the world still is. So that's uh, stepping out of tech for a second because for me that's what made me really sad because uh because it is you know look we talk a lot about the things that google that we wag our you know fingers at google like you shouldn't be doing that uh and then sometimes we are very like fanish about the the google things that we're using because we love it so much um but there are actual people who like work there and it it is kind of insane to think that Sundar Pichai really is like the only person of color, the only immigrant yeah. who is up there against these other like tech bohemians. And so he not only has to deal with what's being pummeled at Google from that side, like what the company is doing, but also the racism that just like permeates throughout. Yeah. It's just so like. It's yeah. just such an intense thing to have to break down a week before a you know big election in this country, and I know this is a very U.S. centric topic that uh, we're bringing here, but it's uh, it's it's all theater, and it's you have to think about why the show is being put on. Yeah, and that's what well, I also, see. Well, also there's um, I, I I said that I'm uh, I know that I risk being too kind to these senators for allowing for the possibility that they're just being dopes. But I have to point out that 
um, it's important to understand the world from from perspectives that are not white. <laughs> They're not Caucasian. Now, I have, I have, uh, I am, I am uh, from a young age with a name like Anatko. I H N is in Nancy, A T is in Tom K O. That's the cadence, the musical cadence that I learned like at age twelve, because otherwise no one's going to no one's going to spell right. it correctly. I I have been trained from a very early age that if a name if names are being read from a list, including the first day of homeroom, mm-hmm. and there is suddenly you know Smith here, uh, Collation here, uh, Blarney here, and if there's a three or four second pause. That's from that's that's the time for me to say Anatko. So, yes, yes, Anatko. Yes, I'm here. And so it, it would be that, that that's why I fear being too generous because I have had that sort of experience where someone mispronounces or completely right, mangles right, my name. Right. But no dis I know that no dis excuse me, almost always no disrespect is intended. And almost always people don't mispronounce my name more than more than once or twice uh, as I am but okay, a little bit boastful of saying if you you if you type my if you spell my last name correctly into Apple's standard text to speech engine, it will pronounce my name correctly because it has been hardwired to do so. So that's a health that's a handy tip uh, for for all of you uh, who <laughs> who have not heard me pronounce my own last name. I will I will leaven this conversation by saying by wow. the way my uh, I wow. <laughs> my mom I, I should say that uh, my mom was. Uh, raised in the in the boston area so she packs the con harvard yard right uh, my, right my father was born in western pennsylvania right. he parks the car in harvard yard and so i when i first showed off the uh, when the first version of mac os to pronounce the family name like <laughs> correctly was like this because they they an engineer in the speech department at apple asked me for recordings of me speaking it correctly and he was proud, but then he realized that it wasn't pronounced the way that, like, he or his two brothers and sister or two parents who emigrated from Western Europe pronounced it, uh, or even how my mom pronounced it. It's how I pronounce it. And I had to, he had to, be, he had to settle for, well, I'm sorry, Dad, like, 100 million Macs are, are right now and you are wrong. Uh, but what I'm what I'm saying is that the fact that I'm used to oh gosh it's a hard not if you're not familiar with the name it's easy to mispronounce it uh, what if I grew up uh, not being a, a, a white Catholic kid I would have certainly confronted a world in which not only would they have mangled the name but even after being corrected they would have continued to mangle it. Uh, either A, because I was not important enough in their eyes to get the name correctly, or they would be intentionally mispronouncing it or making fun of it as being a weirdo, non-American ethnic name to keep me in my place. So this is why the way I, this is why I decided to put it the way that I did, that it is incumbent upon these senators to prove to us now that they are not a bunch of racists, that they do in fact care about, don't, doesn't matter if this is the CEO of one of the most important companies in the United States or just someone who is delivering their takeout to them. Or, the, or or congressional right. aid, anybody, you don't mispronounce a person's name more than twice without saying, God, I have to learn this name. You have uh, people who've been listening to the show a lot know that we oftentimes, we oftentimes have to talk about, mention a Scandinavian scientist or, or some other person. And I, I, I usually, uh, I'm on you again, I'm on YouTube. I'm on, uh, any channel I can find to find You're an very interview good at to studying beforehand, Andy, Right, but these are not the kind of people that would do that. Um, so. 
because they have it's one easy. goal. It can be done. They have it one be goal, done. which is to which is to incite and to start a fire. Uh, and I think they really have started a fire because uh, we're we're nearing that election that I think is causing us great anxiety. And Google's announced that it's banning political ads. <laughs> follow. Why not do it now? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, follow Twitter into the abyss. So Google announced that it's in the weeks, uh, at least for the first week after the election and probably for longer than that, it will be banning all uh, political ads uh, because they are actually anticipating abuse of their ad network to spread untruths and even possibly civil unrest regarding uh, early election results happening. if one okay. side or another is not happy or does just chooses not to believe that these results early results are valid uh, so they decided that what about uh, this... all the stuff on youtube sorry keep going this is okay. just me yelling from the sidelines okay <laughs> sorry uh, so listen anyway, i'm so that person at community meetings okay sorry keep going <laughs> I found a ham ham sandwich in your par- one of your parks last week. I want to know why there wasn't any mustard on it. <laughs> Ooh, it's a plain ham sandwich. Keep going. <laughs> anyway, uh, so they're in, so Google's and uh, Google Ads are invoking their quote sensitive events unquote uh, action policy. Uh, they're saying quote to limit the potential for ads to increase confusion post election. Uh, Facebook is already doing the same. Uh, Twitter has already decided about a year ago that the whole idea of uh, candidate-based political advertising was such a huge mess that they'd much rather not take the money than have to police it and prevent uh, political candidates uh, from ter- weaponizing the platform against against. Are the there any American TV democracy. channels that do this that spring to mind? Not to mind, no. Is there any, like content i don't know i'm just trying to think about how this could just exist as an example of if you want to talk politics you have to go to some deep depths of the internet you know what i mean yeah and i'm trying to think if there are like tv channels or something to do this but then i just think you go watch tv and you're bombarded with political ads like across the spectrum so i don't know i'm just i'm just trying to think about how natural or normal of a decision this is compared to the rest of the communication landscape you know what i mean yeah a lot of i know that there's been a lot of discussion about whether the the fcc has the ability to regulate uh broadcast uh broadcast uh, communications the way that they in a way that they can't control or influence uh digital communications and so a lot of the rules about, like, for instance, like fair time don't necessarily apply. And so uh, I, don't, I don't think there's any equivalency so far. That's probably one of the things that we should probably discuss in the upcoming two years that uh, Congress is taking to take a look at, to revisit the idea of regulating techno- tech industries. Uh, <sighs> well, let's, let's take another break and another yeah. breather. I know that I could use another swig of Diet Dr. Pepper mm-hmm. after and wiping the spittle off the microphone. We'll be back after this. This episode of Material is brought to you by our friends at Linode. Whether you're working on a personal project or managing enterprise infrastructure, you deserve simple, affordable, and accessible cloud computing solutions that allow you to take your project to the next level. You can simplify your cloud infrastructure with Linode's Linux virtual machines, helping you develop, deploy, and scale your modern applications faster and easier. Quite frankly, anything that could make your workflow faster and easier is worth checking 
out. Linode has 11 global data centers and provides 24-7 human support 365 days a year. So you never have to be stuck without support, night or day, holiday or not, Linode is there with no tiers or handoffs regardless of your plan size. And you can check it out for free. Get started right now on Linode today with $100 in free credit for listeners of material. Going to linode.com slash material will get you there. In addition to shared and dedicated compute instances, you can use your $100 credit on S3 compatible object storage, managed Kubernetes, and more. So head to linode.com slash material and click on the create free account button to get started. Go there now. Check it out. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Well, from the Congressional Whining Department, we're going to close that drawer and open the Schadenfreude bag. What's in the Schadenfreude mailbag this week? Well, a, a brouhaha, uh, almost like a rhubarb, you might even call it, uh, <laughs> regarding uh, a senior executive <laughs> working for working for Google Stadia who did something really stupid, said something stupid that was stupid on Twitter. Now, a little bit background before I tell you exactly the stupid thing that he talked about. Mm -hmm. Now, the RIAA is has uh, launched its nukes. I don't know what has put a bug up their <laughs> butt. I mean, they, they've already they've always had a bug up their butt ever since. I don't know. There is some way that there people they re they realized that there is audiences out there that were thinking about the Casablanca or humming uh, a tune from a Beatles album to themselves while they vacuum and not buying a license from the RIA to do so. That's just their nature. But something has lit a fire under them to start suing anyone and anybody they find. Uh, they, for instance, they have been issuing. They issued a takedown notice to GitHub that's hosting that's uh, been hosting an open source uh, uh, piece of software for downloading uh, videos from YouTube under the pretense that oh well, they, people can download music from YouTube illegally. They uh, issued actions against a lot of oh other similar God. sites. Oh my God! It's like 1999 but, all over again. I, know. I get it, idiots. <sighs> Uh, so, but but this but this relates to, uh, to to Stadia in the following fashion. Now, the RAA has been hassling Amazon, the owners of the Twitch uh, video streaming service, about its failure to police and license the music uh, that users, uh, excuse me, that content creators on Twitch are attaching to their videos. Uh, I now, gotta say, since uh, the pandemic started, the um, it, it, you can choose so many like DJs on Twitch now that you weren't able to really do before because of those rights issues and now you can like just watch people streaming music live and uh in real time and as a person who consumes that kind of stuff i found it to be really <laughs> helpful and i was like so what if twitch is going to take down the music later at least we have this now but yeah the ria coming after these people is so it's frustrating because all these people are really i mean i'm introduced to music this way i usually Absolutely. end up buying stuff that i hear oh in yeah mixes. absolutely absolutely i mean i have i might, I might even have it like just still. by the way riaa i know you said this to us about napster back in the day but britney's yeah, fine she, she made so much money her father won't <laughs> give it back to her so 
<laughs> yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Here it is right here. Like, so uh, this actually is related to, to YouTube. I, I don't understand why the RIAA is so aggressive about this sort of stuff. There is a, a YouTuber that uh, that I came across a few weeks ago uh, that does reaction videos to to songs. Mm-hmm. And that that's a that that's a big whole subcategory on YouTube. Yeah. But he's he's so he, he has such a positive attitude and such a positive channel uh, that he will never he will never rag on uh, a song because every song that he does a reaction video to is something that he's listening to for the first time and it's something that one of the, his subscribers has recommended he check out. Oh and so right, you he's, can't he's actually, rag on your people. Right, you he's, he's, he's talked about that saying if yeah. the, the whole point of this channel is to share people's joy for their favorite favorite pieces of music and there's no way i'm ever going to denigrate on that and the number of times I, I gotta say he's responsible for like me spending a lot of money on new music i have uh i have a one of this one of the cds uh one of the cds i bought like right here uh, another another ch- another youtuber uh is a bass player like a uh, he's been like a session bass player and a touring bass player for decades and decades and he did a uh he did a, uh, did a video praising uh, a singer who died unfortunately uh, before she found her fame and success and was a recording artist by the name of uh, Ava Cassidy uh and so and I only found out about this tribute video because he did a subsequent video about how he had to take down that video because it used music from this performer and um, See, I'm tapping the microphone with the actual CD, providing actual visual evidence to my friend and colleague, uh, Florence Ion, that I actually bought, like, her CD. And it's beautiful. It's incredible. I listened to it on Spotify once and then decided I got to own this. So CRA. It, yep. So if not, for the, if not for this video that you forced this guy to take down, I would not have been buying these CDs. So they – so but, again, they this got This is all very important. Butt. We're trying to lay out, like – what the RIA is doing because what's going to happen next might astound you. <laughs> and it's and it's not unrelated to what's going on. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> YouTube as well. Anyway, so uh, Amazon has been sort of playing catch up on its uh, RIA enforcement uh, and they've been hitting uh, Twitch creators with thousands and thousands of notices, uh, takedown notices in a very, very short amount of time. And naturally, there's been a lot of blowback uh, and, you know, and uh, un- unkind, uh, ungrateful comments about, oh, mm-hmm. they're, they're just not grateful that this company has made sure that they're paying proper licensing fees or well, whatever. Uh, so now this most of us would say, OK, if we have podcasts, we'll discuss it a little bit. Uh, but if you're if you're creative director at Stadia Games Entertainment uh, and head of their Montreal studio, mm-hmm. uh, you're 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 cut from a whole different cloth. It's an itchy, stinky cloth uh, that uh, he decided it would be a great idea to, on his own initiative, uh, leap onto his Twitter feed and write this. I'm quoting two two tweets uh, word for word. Streamers worried about getting their content pulled because they used music they didn't pay for should be more worried about the fact that they're streaming games they didn't pay for as well. It's all gone as soon as publishers decide to enforce it. The real truth is that streamers should be paying the developers. I'm going to say that again. Streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the games that they stream. They should be buying a license like any real business and paying for the content they use. 
Okay, nicely done, Alex. Uh, again, they're making the case that because you're capturing video of you're doing a live play, live playing of a game, that you should be paying a licensing fee for simply the video of you playing this game. What amazing bull honky! Uh, the fact that the I have to. I have to. I have to. You have to be the Marshall McLuhan uh, from Annie Hall. Say it's clear you know nothing about this situation. How you rose to a to a position of responsibility as an authority on anything is beyond belief. Um, he also has a. Uh, I now I did not do this research myself. Uh, perhaps I should uh, hand this off to my again good friend <laughs> colleague Flo, Listen, who is more knowledgeable really, about this 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 gentleman's uh, reputation than I. I am. just put. I ended up just like posting some links when I was looking through the notes this morning because what happened is after I had seen um, that Twitter thread, I went through my own little rabbit hole and I started to find that this Alex fella. Um, so the thing that was sort of, the first thing that tipped me off was, I forgot who it was that, uh, tweeted it, but they tweeted, they, they're a person that was as a, at a games publication and they tweeted that Alex Hutchinson is not actually creative direct director at Stadia, but rather, rather a creative director at one of the Stadia headquarters by way of acquisition of the Montreal game studio that he worked for. Yeah. So he had sort of the way his Twitter bio was written made it seem as if he had a little more, you know, uh, bigger position in the company than maybe was truthfully. So, and then I found out from that, by the way, that the person that does oversee stadia is currently on maternity leave. <laughs> Woof, not going to like, coming back to but anyway um he's making all kinds of friends yeah he actually has a history of he's made racist comments saying that um the only reason japanese games get the accolades that they do is because they're they're asian and and that's why which is like what um and also i'm sorry by the way i'm not laughing because it's funny i'm i'm laughing because i'm uncomfortable it's ridiculous yeah the other thing was uh, he was part of the the quote-unquote controversy uh, from a couple of years back. Some folks had rightfully criticized the fact that there weren't many female characters in Assassin's Creed. And apparently there was a group at Ubisoft of developers who were working on this title. They said like, I, the reason they didn't is because it was like too hard to go in and whatever re (laughs) draw the characters. Um, But he was a a creative director or yeah, he was creative director on that team. Yeah. His his LinkedIn bio didn't really (laughs) make that clear. Uh, as a matter of fact, I did I did look it up the other day because I thought that his the title that he was given he was giving and the title who's being reported as yes. were kind of sketchy. That's why uh, I got into it because I was like, wait a minute, I've never heard of this person before, and I've been following Stadia somewhat. And then I just started to go through Twitter profiles, and I realized that. Uh, but regardless, it still kind of made me a little perplexed because then it it made me start thinking about the fact that. 
these people aren't vetted. They came through an acquisition. Yeah. Um, so this is this is uh, I just so I just pulled up his LinkedIn again, in which he is. You see under experience, number one item, February 2020 to present nine months. You see the Google Stadia logo in boldface, senior creative director, and then Google Stadia. Uh, before that, uh, co-founder and creative director of Typhoon Studios mm-hmm. in Montreal. So, yes, as you, as you mentioned, he was not someone who rose from the ranks at Google to be promoted into a position of responsibility. He was a had this job at a studio that uh, Google bought to staff to staff up their new game studio. Uh, and before that, he was a creative director at uh, Ubisoft, creative director at Electronic Arts. A lot of leaping around this gentleman. I'm sure that's has nothing to do with anything. Uh, so, Listen, people still read resumes. Okay. They say that they don't, but they do just. Yeah. As an so, thing. yeah. Now, uh, I uh, gamers and journalists quickly def- <laughs> found the logic uh, lacking in those uh, that pair of tweets, uh, pointing out that, of course, uh, like we were just mentioning uh, in the last act, uh, exposure to game titles via game streaming generates provably, not anecdotally, but provably sales increased sales numbers for the games themselves. Also, the un- inconvenient truth that the people that he asserts are being hurt by this, quote, theft, unquote, you know, the developers are in the creators typically don't see a yeah. single dime yeah. off of streaming yeah. licenses. So what is he moaning about? Now, we can surmise that the lad received a stern talking to because very quickly after this, after he at this totally voluntary a choice to step on a rake on behalf of Google Stadia. A Google spokesperson offered a statement to 95 Google, uh, quoting here the recent tweets by Alex Hutchinson, creative director at the Montreal studio of Studio Stadia Games and Entertainment, do not reflect those of Stadia, YouTube, or Google. Uh, furthermore, uh, YouTube's senior director and global head of gaming, uh, who very much is one of these people who has been working for Google for a mighty long time uh, and has rose through the ranks in the organization, uh, went ahead and tweeted this. We believe that publishers and creators, capital P for publishers, public, capital C for creators, have a wonderful symbiotic relationship that has allowed a thriving ecosystem to be created, one that has mutually benefited Everyone! Exclamation point. YouTube is focused on creating value for creators, publishers, and users. All ships rise when we work together. So that's basically a, yeah, you know what? I actually have business cards with all the really good logos on it. I've got the parking space. I I commute to work in a self-driving car. I can pronounce my CEO's first name and last name correctly because I met him and work with him on a regular basis. And this is how what I think about the lads uh, in impertinent, shall we say, comments. Uh, and this is this is not like a this is now this this would be a simple case of schadenfreude this would be a simple case of oh whoopsie uh but this is actually extra super relevant uh because google does need to may build and maintain gamer goodwill for stadia 
Uh, that was true when they were pretty much the only large uh, large player in the game streaming uh, world. Now they are one of three major players, uh, so they really need to get their reputation as a producer-friendly and consumer-friendly platform. Uh, and also, YouTube would very much love to steal some of Twitch's thunder as a game streaming platform. That is made again. Uh, if If... The people working for Stadia could see their way clear of not uh, alienating and offending these people that YouTube is counting on uh, to make both YouTube game streaming and the Stadia platform successful. That would be wonderful. Now, Montreal is a fine uh, is a fine uh, city. Uh, it is no uh, it is no terrible thing to be uh, working in Montreal. However, it is probably very op- very very. Uh, fortunate on a logistic basis as far as google hr is concerned that he is that much closer to the arctic circle and that if he they were to banish him someplace where there really isn't even lte where he can get himself into any trouble that that thing could be it would, it would basically now be a bus ticket as opposed to a plane flight i, I believe that they're counting their blessings in that regard. you know we also need to count our blessings that this guy took it to his head that he has google on his resume enough that he thought that he could make this kind of sweeping statement and get away with it i'm glad that people show their colors at one point or another but um you know the gaming industry has no shortage of people like this uh yeah. with problematic ideals and um <laughs> And opinions. And I think that's something that Google has to consider going into this because before it wasn't a purveyor of of games so much as a platform with where you can publish a game, you know, as a third party. And now that it's going into that space again, it needs to. I just you got to look at the industry. I just don't understand why we're not looking at things as a whole as a whole. I, yeah. I don't know how to explain it by looking things as, as a whole. I mean, like taking into account all the controversies that have happened and taking into account, I don't know. I, I realize development is its own track and I'm probably bundling in too many things, but um, this guy needs to be put in his place. <laughs> That's all yeah, I'm going to say about that. As, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> uh, as as uh, 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 Joe Pesci's character in Casino, mm-hmm. he once put it, this guy's just begging to be made an example of. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and he did. And it, you know what? It really carried the movie along. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's take another break. And yeah. after, after we come back... It, for our, we have a, a special Halloween edition of the After Dinner Mate. We're, right. going to be taking, we're going to be taking a, a walk through the 2020 crypt edition of the Google Graveyard. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Greetings, kids, and welcome to the Google Graveyard. I am Antonionis. I am your crypt keeper. You've come... On an interesting night, the ghouls and hobgoblins, they are very frisky on this night because it is a full moon on Halloween night. And the full moon means that, well, it means that they can go out and they can read their camera settings if they're going to take pictures. Uh, And also, uh, should they drop a cufflink or a a smartwatch, there is probably enough light that they can probably get it. Also, it is a beacon call. To the forces of evil. 
Whoa. Also, <laughs> yes. we've got a whole bunch of funding for. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I, I stepped right. You, 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 you've got these lovely, uh, lovely fake claws on. Or I'm sorry, should I say very lifelike claws on? I should not have stepped on your. Listen, I've got more of these. I bought like three bags of fake claws. I don't know why, but <laughs> like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I'm just really trying to get into it. It's <laughs> I'm reaching, so I, I bought a lot of fake props. Um, <laughs> I find it very fun that we are about to talk about the Google Graveyard because the Google Graveyard account killed by Google has been tweeting a lot about the icons that everybody's really mad about. So it's <laughs> well, yeah, been like a constant punchline in my Twitter timeline. I'm just like, there's killed by Google going at it again. <laughs> yes, per- perhaps we can. T- per- I did put that in the conversation notes uh, for today's document because. Uh, Sorry, Google, I jumped. I jumped. Google decided to uh, change a whole bunch of uh, of application icons for Workspace. Uh, particularly, they rolled out a brand new logo and brand new icon for Google Mail, Gmail, as it is. And a lot of people, well, they're just you know they're freaking out over it uh, in a manner that's most disproportionate to the actual effects uh, of these the simple uh, graphological design change. Uh, perhaps it's part of the insanity of the full moon that is drifting all over us and the, the fog and the bats with the... <laughs> oh, scary. Anyway, so, but here we are in the Google graveyard. Uh, this, uh, as you know, there are a couple of very nice sites that have taken notice. They've, they've, well, they've, they've not uh, gotten over, shall we say, uh, when Google killed the Google Reader app, a wonderful newsreader app that uh, lots of people, including uh, Count Andy himself, uh, was very much dependent on and loved, but no, they decided to just kill that son of a you-know-what without an ounce of remorse. They even thought it was kind of funny the way that we missed it so much. And so there's one, a couple of different sites, uh, killedbygoogle.com, maintains a very nicely designed and conclusive timeline of every single Google hardware app service everything uh, as they're killed it gets a brand new headstone in the killed by google timeline the google graveyard uh, so but we decided to honor the spirits and hope that in this uh, this unholy weekend coming up that they will these spirits will not be quite so restless and fiddle with car doors and cause apples to sink at the bottom of the bobbing container, thus frustrating <laughs> any child that tries okay, to bob just... for apples. Uh, anyway, so... Side note, uh, when you go to the website, the first thing that pops up is, want to know when Stadia dies? Sign up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. They've, well, they've also, it will they've die also if they got, keep Alex Hitchinson. They've, they've anyway. got headstones for every product that's actually been killed. They've also got a ghoulish scary gallows uh, next to every product and service that has simply been announced as going to be uh, end of life in the next few coming months. Uh, I That's a guillotine, for those who don't know. It's, a, it's oh, yes. an icon a, of a well, guillotine. I'm sorry. I thought, Including I thought it was Angular JS, which is... Ooh. But the old gu- gu- guillotine, that, that's still super scary, too. If anything, it's more, it's, ooh, French scary, which is this scary with long, skinny bread that's too crunchy to dip into the cough. Anyway, so uh, here is uh, the spirits that have 
not yet found the rest of the last year since the last Halloween. Uh, 18 new headstones have been planted in the Google graveyard. The oldest was 10 years old, old enough to drink illegally. Uh, This was uh, Google Fusion Tables. Which was a graphing sort of resource. Uh, the youngest, oh, pity, what a pity. The youngest was Google Photos Print. Uh, that was the service that mm-hmm. would automatically select and print out and mail to you uh, a printed picture of you. Uh, that's combining two things that are zombies, zombie services like wow, that photo went, prints that and the United really States fast. Mail Service. Ooh. Five months. Google Photos Print was only five months when they killed it. That's terrible. Exactly. They barely gave it. Well, anyway, keep going, Andy. <laughs> it was like it was. It was like an NBC replacement series starring David Hasselhoff or a former Love Boat cast member. They they gave it three episodes at the most to prove their worth, and then when nobody, when people chewed and spit it out, well, it got. Buried in a shallow grave. Now, uh, biggest celebrity grave, and uh, of course, the tourists they come for the celebrity graves. The most famous uh, new internee uh, was the, of course, the Google Play Music. Good riddance. <laughs> I'm not going to say Google Play Music. Uh, well, of course, I had to say it the second time. If I say it the third time, it will be like the Beetlejuice uh, or the, you know, the, the sort of, I don't, I don't want to invoke the witchcraft that will resurrect it. It was a terrible, terrible service. Put out of its misery after nine interminable years. Uh, my nominee, however, for Blood Sacrifice of the Year was Focals by North. Uh, blood Sacrifice, meaning that uh, Google, they acquired this uh, this uh, augmented reality eyeglass company that sold barely any of these eyeglasses, these special, magical, not wow. even 3D glasses, uh, Killed them after Some one of these year. I didn't even realize that they were going by way. Mm, well, <sighs> again, you had a very narrow window opportunity. Well, they, well, Focals by North as an independent company had enough working capital to actually produce, let alone afford the postage for the new pair of uh, these high tech glasses. They they sold so three of them. I understand that. Uh, the comptroller, the uh, sorry, the chief operations officer, uh, he his mom. Worked for an insurance company, and so after hours, a couple times a month, they would sneak into the office and use the insurance company's postage meter to, you know, just ship out these things. Also, you cannot cannot raise the money. Again, they were such an unsuccessful company. The whole point of Focals by North was just to, you know, be a tart itself up to get bought out by Google. Well, it worked for them, but again, they decided to be the blood sacrifice on the altar of. Google's ineffective and spookily vague and spectral policy and plans for wearable computing. Okay, the one I'm really frowning about is Androidify. It's officially been sunsetted after nine years. That was the custom Android droid avatar creator, which has been used in the material podcast album art. It's been used in the All About Android album art. I'm just like... You, and by the way, it doesn't exist anymore. You can't go to androidify.com. It takes you immediately to android.com. So anybody who didn't get a chance to do that or collect the pins, <laughs> you're out of luck. Yeah. Well, also, well, also, 
uh, I'm using my serious journalist voice now. Remember that uh, in, a, in a similarly spooky and timely, uh, timely sort of revelation. Remember that the new version of the Android logo doesn't even use the full Android uh, Android little bot. It actually beheaded the bot and puts just down just its head next to the Android logo. So that's the thing that wouldn't die, the atomic brain, so to speak. Oh my, oh spooky my. stuff, eh, oh kids? My. What else is spooky? <laughs> Let's see. Google Chrome Apps going bye-bye. Uh, Google Station, a tool for rolling out public Wi-Fi hotspots. Uh, Google Correlate, a service that helps users correlate the relationships between multiple search terms over a specific interval. I <laughs> That came out eight years ago. I bet that was more helpful back in the like heydays of SEO. You yep. know, when people were just trying to figure out <laughs> how to game the system, so to speak. Um, Google Bulletin, hyper-local neighborhood news. Again, some of these flew over my head. There, there are a couple of apps like that. Another one was Neighborly. Uh, actually, go- both Google Bulletin and Neighborly both came out in the same year. They both are dead at uh, the age of two. Neighborly was a mobile app that if you have questions for people who live in your neighborhood, I.e., you know, where Next can door. I where, yes. where can I get a cat dry cleaned at, at and have it back by tomorrow at two? That sort of stuff. Um, so the answer yeah. is you can't get a cat dry cleaned. They hate to be cleaned. Just let them take care of themselves. Well, it's, uh, you, you see, the thing is, uh, what you do is that you you trick them into like hiding in like piles of blank clean blankets, and ideally, because the blankets are probably cleaner than the cat. The cat will dirty the blankets and take some of the. I, again, I've never owned a cat. Uh, my my research into cat ownership has been sketchy at best, mostly anecdotal. Uh, actually, mostly mm-hmm. again, it's cat memes. So I'd, most of what I know about the daily operations of a cat uh, come from uh, actually the Simon's Cat channel on YouTube and cat memes. So I'm probably not the best expert on this. But yeah, you can see. I think the most telling thing is that <laughs> as we're both looking through like my notes on this, my idea. I, I thought that. Well, you know, we will, maybe we, maybe it'll be fun to like talk about all the different things that got canceled, and I didn't really anticipate like how many there would be, and so the first like five, six, seven, eight have like if they weren't like something I could remember like immediately, uh, they have like a I had to check it out and have a paragraph, and by the end it's like uh, Google Translate Toolkit, uh, Google Fusion Tables, uh, uh, yeah, and blah blah blah, you know. So yeah, they uh, app. Uh, I'm not. Sh- I'm still not over Google Reader. I still think that Wave should have give, been given a longer shot, even though that a lot of the technology. This see, this is the thing: is uh, there there is a certain. I will not switch. I, I I feel as though I was. I did exactly what I set out to do with the spooky voice there, which is to uh, initially people found, would find it delightful. Then people would find it amusing. Then people would be impressed that I was keeping it up so long. Then they were really starting to get annoyed by that. And then another good minute and a half. And then I know to to, to end it. So well, I'm not going to use Wait, the- they ended one today, which was the app that allows you to donate a dollar to different organizations and discover how their donation would be used. It was seven years old. They killed it. That's bummer. Yeah, and also uh, actually just to, the, 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 the freshest kill uh, was the Nest Secure which yeah, was... I have that. I have right. it like in use. <laughs> so what? You know why though? That that's happening because, and I cover DIY uh, security systems 
for Tom's guide. I'm like on that beat. So I'm always kind of watching and seeing what's happening. I think, I bet Google is fielding um, a new, like a renewed nest, you know, to go with the new branding because that came out before all the branding happened. Uh, And I bet that they're going to go with a bigger security company than what they were contracting Mm. before. Um, uh, Three letters come to mind. Everybody's heard of them. Uh, that's in my in the back of my mind. That's sort of what I'm envisioning. They're also they're they're a, a ac- three letter acronym that also uh, shares the three letters with uh, a biochemical f- responsible for a lot of the energy in uh, in cellular operations. Adenosine triphosphate. Oh no, that would be ADP. Yeah, I think it's okay. ATP. Anyway. Yes. Anyway, so yes, that, that would that would that would be a very cool thing. Now, see that that's much smarter than my guess. My guess was that they were seeing what uh, what what Go- what Amazon was doing with Ring, and they said, "Look, you bastards, being evil and super super uh, oppressively surveillancing is okay. our okay. mo. It's 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 our brand." Hold on, and they we're... haven't reached out to the police departments yet, as far as we know. So mm, true. <laughs> So, uh, anyway. so again, raise a glass, <laughs> raise a glass of goat's blood uh, for the benediction of safe transport uh, by the ferryman to all these new inductees into the gates of hell. Uh, not the promised land in which they were. Hopefully, they will live on Frankenstein-like. But their most useful components and organs will be lent into future products, just like Google Wave. In bits and pieces, uh, found its way, much like the murderer's hands and other limbs and impulses, found its way into the Frankenstein monster, uh, into future, just like the wave found its way into the Google Assistant and chat and all kinds of other stuff. But yeah, they they <sighs> do tend to, they do tend to, you know, they, uh, they, uh, yeah, they don't, yeah, uh, yeah. They, yeah it's. Yeah. There, 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 there are a lot of DNR uh, orders on every Google product. It, you, they know that you, you got a certain amount. Anyway, all, <sighs> all I'm saying is that you know, see, we're we're, we're actually we're talking about the again briefly hitting upon like the changes in uh, in Google in Google icons, and somebody I, I can't remember who was bringing this up on what social network, but mentioning that everyone, but you notice that uh, the Google keep icon hasn't changed. Does that mean oh, yeah, that that's they didn't, the bo- big, yeah, they that's didn't the, bother updating mm-hmm. it because they're going to kill it? And you're like, oh, see, if this were any other company, we'd be like, oh, come on. It's probably good. There are a lot of icons that they haven't really changed because it doesn't fit into the whatever scheme that they're doing. I bet it doesn't mean, but with Google, it's like, you part part of us will always be like that rescue dog. Says no matter how comfortable you are, no matter how at peace, no matter how loved you feel, there's part of you that's saying, this could end at any second. You know, they could I just mean, kick you out without any word. They kept uh, they kept flubbing the Google Assistant integration with the shopping lists inside Google Keep. So I don't know. I I hope <laughs> not. Uh, but you're definitely making me think, Andy. Again. I need to maybe start moving my notes out to something else <laughs> just to make sure. Yeah. See, we're <laughs> that. Yeah, see, even even with Google Docs, 
I, I use it. It's a big part of my workflow, but I've, I've got my go bag packed in the trunk of the car. I've got, <laughs> I've got photocopies of important papers. I got two changes of clothes. I've got hundred dollars in cash, jug of water and a phone charger. <laughs> so that if I need a bug out of any one of these apps on zero notice, it will disrupt my life as little as possible. Uh, well, <sighs> speaking of disrupting our lives, uh, thank you, thank you all the all of you who have uh, bought memberships, uh, signed up for thank memberships you. at Relay.fm, uh, and that you're interfering with our lives in the sense that we can actually afford cuts of uh, cuts of actual U.S. graded meat instead of the questionable stuff uh, that has been uh, that has been you buy at the used at the used food stalls uh, along our uh, highways and interchange systems. Uh, if you'd like to uh, contribute to our Relay.fm by becoming a membership, uh, head on over to Relay.fm slash material. You can sign up for a number of attractive different rates. And not only are you supporting us and all of Relay.fm, you also get access to all kinds of bonus materials, special episodes and content that have been created just for our members, not only by us, but by other uh, your other favorite podcasts and hosts and creators uh, here on Relay.fm. FM flow uh, got, anyth- got anything to- now we're both uh, we're both promoting uh, our hard consumption of alcohol this weekend because of not only uh, private in-house Halloween partying but also anticipate an anticipation of all kinds of good and bad news that could be coming on election day uh, but apart from that is there anything else you'd like to promote you can always go to my website, florencelion.com, to kind of find out what I'm uh, what I'm up to. I found out the other day when I went to the plant shop that uh, they went to my website and they they read my mechanical keyboard article that I had written for oh. Gizmodo and it really helped them. So you know, if you're just looking to see what I'm up to, that's the best place to do it because I'm I'm constantly working on things and they you know they don't always get published frequently, kind of thing. So. You collect you co- you collect bylines like Christmas trees collect ornaments. It's it's, yeah. it's dazzling to see. But you know, Christmas trees too can have too many ornaments. So sometimes <laughs> it's good to space it out a little. You so. have never you have never been to my grandma's house. <laughs> <laughs> I know that life. Yes. Uh, uh, as for me, uh, yes, just go to Anatko not go on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, I'm usually on Fridays at usually at 1 p.m. at WGBH Boston's NPR station talking about tech for about 20 minutes to a half an hour. Not this weekend because it is uh, various politicians need lots of time to beg to keep their jobs or to keep their <laughs> keep their referendums afloat. And so uh, WGBH's morning show needs all the minutes that they can get. So I have Friday off. Uh, but normally go to WGBHnews.org. Uh, search for my name. They usually have all my segments uh, cut out and uh, ready for your handy fun size consumption. Uh, that's going to be it. Uh, if you haven't bought your Halloween candy yet, you have even less excuse this time not to splash for the full sized bars, not the fun sized bars. Yep. You're probably yep. going to get the, the people that consider that the kids that come to your house are going to be coming at considerable please risk. Sanitize, wear gloves, yep. wear a mask, wear two masks if you do plan on. Somehow exactly. attempting to spread some sort of Halloween cheer. Just keep it, you know. Be safe. Be warm. Uh, be grateful for whatever health you managed to have held on to, and whatever exactly. sanity you've held on to as well. Uh, because uh, in all in all seriousness, 
Uh, we have so much to be grateful for. Sometimes we can't find it. Much Again, much like that bowl of, of Milky Way bars that you're not terribly interested in, sometimes you have to search for that one last Reese's Cup or Snickers bar that's buried in the bottom of it, but it's usually there if you go and look for it. Uh, that's going to be it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening to us this time. We hope you listen to us again next time. Until then, have a wonderful seven days, everybody. Happy Halloween. Bye. Wow. <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs>